Oh, trendsetters, how would you like me to coach you for just as little as 60 bucks and take your training to new levels? Simply join at trainsmove.com. G'day there, trendsetters. Welcome to episode 387 of the Trainsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com, or you can send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. And I feel good. I uh, did my first half Ironman the other day, back since my injury. There's a, a, for those who, uh, you know, want to hear me complain a little bit more, back in, I think it was late July or early August, I rolled my ankle pretty pretty bad last year. And coming out, you know, pretty well spent the rest of the year not running. And um, it's been slowly, very, very, very slowly bringing my run back to the point where my first run was thirty second, four times 30 seconds of running with uh, four minutes of walking in between. And over a couple of weeks, I was able to get to 15 times, one minute of running and one minute of walking. And just, it's been a very, very, very slow process. And the one thing I, you know, craving at the moment, or well, at that time anyway, is running, and I couldn't do it, but anyway, did my first half Ironman, it was good, I enjoyed it, if any, if anyone gets the opportunity to do uh, Coles Bay Half, you should, should do, you. it should be a bucket list, it's just a beautiful location, it's near Wineglass Bay, it's just, oh, just God's country it is. You, they call them the hazards. You, you look and every time you um, go half of the half, well, three kilometres of each 5K loop on the run is you're running on the beach. So it's a nice soft sand or, you know, you're running on sand. But every time you do run around the little witch's hat and start heading back into the into Coles Bay along the beach, you look at what they call the hazards, which are like five mountains, just jam packed next to each other and it's just beautiful yeah it's probably one of the nicest locations for a triathlon but yeah anyway so i'm super excited anyway but i was mentioning since i rolled my ankle as i'm progressing in my run i get smashed with plantar fasciitis and so i've been nursing that and i think i'm pretty well over that now i'm I'm, Finished the um, finished the race last Saturday and woke up with no foot pains for the you know the pain stopped a few days prior to it and I've been pain or you know pain free since so and I like to be pain free anyway you guys aren't tuning in to listen to me talk random crap uh, today's question comes from Steve and and this is a funny question because he's fixed his own problem. Um, he sent me this question and then I've been struggling to get in front of a microphone. So last night I sent him an email saying, I'll get to it tomorrow, I'm hopeless, you know, sorry. And But I had a couple of quick follow-up questions and he writes back today saying, yeah, problem solved. And uh, I'm thinking, man, I'm glad you fixed your problem, but, you know, you know I've got to, you know, want to do, want to answer it on the podcast. But anyway, I'm going to enter the 
question on the podcast because I think it's a, a pretty cool question and hopefully if someone's in the same sort of boat can get some ideas from it and we can go from there. But Steve writes, uh, how long can... Well, so basically a quick quick background story is um, he, Steve does triathlons. He's, he sold both his bikes about three months ago, had three months off Um decided he likes the sport loves it and so he was having a full crack at it he writes how long can i train on a spin bike at the gym for a full ironman before i need to actually have to break the bank and buy a new bike so um so i basically write back when's your ironman um what are your goals that sort of thing because all this stuff is is relevant if his goal is just to finish it you know be there's a lot more room for to, that you can play with but the first thing that entered my head when he sent this question is and I'm going to butcher this story I, I, it, it was either like 2010, 2011 um, and you know time sucks for my little head I'm hopeless so it could even be 2012 I was over in Ironman Western Australia and but I, I really want to say it's 2010 or 2011, and and I could be mixing two stories into one. So, but you'll get the general gist of it. So bear with me while I, I'll arm and arm my way through this story. There was this guy doing the race, and he works on, worked on a ship. I want to say he was part of the navy, but um, you know he could be on a cargo ship for all I remember, and. He so basically he couldn't um, couldn't you know, cycle, so he had a he had like a spin bike. He would he would do just about all his training on, and he, he didn't have a treadmill by memory, but he would run up and down the deck and stuff. I um, my head keeps telling me it was one of the guys that were in the very first Ironman in Hawaii because he because I remember racing um, and he was one of them was in the same race that I was doing at the time and there was a big deal about it but I could very much be mixing two people up in the one story so um, but he would do all his training on a spin bike for right up till you know close to race day and when he did get home on the rare occasions he would jump on the bike and go for these long rides and try and adapt himself to it anyway he did the um race and i remember them talking about it after the event and i think he made the highlight special too for the tv show um it's either i mean 2010 i mean western australia 2010 2011 possibly maybe 2012 somewhere in that ballpark so um, you can definitely go as close as possible to to your Ironman event, to, but you you know when when we're talking Ironman, volume is king. It, it really is. We talk about people talking, you know, job, you know, you don't need all this big volume, or you you know, cut the volume, increase intensity, or whatever. You you've, you can you can only you work within the available training hours that you've got. That's number one. But volume is king, and then if you can add intensity while keeping the volume, you know, you can start clicking your heels together. That you're going to put together a really good Ironman. So, um, so don't you? I wouldn't stress too much about it. 
Um, but as long as they're structured. Now, if you're just going to the gym and doing a, a spin class, yeah, I don't know how, you know, they're okay every now and again to mix things up. I don't know how, you know, relevant that's going to be, you know, how grateful you're going to be on race day that you, every Monday you've been doing the gym spin class. I think going there and having a proper session that's going to help you on race day would be a lot better. Um, but then you'd re- it would be miserable to be sitting in a gym for four hours straight riding on a gym spin bike. So you're, you're, you're looking for big bangs for your bucks too. So it'd be... Let's say you you, tr- you plan to get a bike three months out from from your Ironman, so you're playing up until then. So you'd be doing a lot of strength based bike rides, so a lot of over gearing work, and so and I'd be trying to get get in on that bike as much as possible. But I'd probably be also capping it at two hours because anything over two hours is just gonna, you know, gonna suck balls really. So let's say you get to the pool, get to the gym three di- three days a week. You can maybe do two one hour rides on the on the spin bike and one two hour ride. And I'd be making the two hour ride and one of the one hour rides just a big big cadence ride where you, you know. You know, maybe your one hour ride could be just twenty times one minute with a big gear, with the big uh, big gear low cadence of you know forty five fifty five RPM. Your two hour two hour one you can be doing you know two times forty minutes with a cadence of sixty RPM. And then I'd probably look at that other third one is more a faster. Not you, you have a have a mix up session, a combo session. So you're going in between all sorts of different um, systems. You 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 know you could throw in a, a few thirty second bursts, followed by a five you know five times four times five minute efforts, and you just try and hit as many different um, zones. I guess you'd want to call it as possible, even though a lot of them you know it's just perceived effort. Yeah, I'd be playing around with that, but um, there's that option. Or another option is um, forget the bike altogether. For let's say you've got six months for your Ironman, um, to forget riding at all for the first three months. Worry about you know trying to buy a bike three months out, and for those first three months, really spend all your well spending all your time. Let's say you got ten hours a week to train for this Ironman. Spending that ten hours a week focusing on the run, focusing in the pool, and not really in particular focusing on that run and become really, really efficient on you know trying to just build that volume up, trying to build um, some speed up, trying to just become as efficient as humanly possible. So your energy um, per kilometer is reduced significantly. And then from there you can just jump jump onto the bike, maintain what you have on the run, and start increasing bike volume from there, ready for race day. So that that's always another option as well. And I like that option because it's a little bit different, and I like a little bit different. So, but yeah, but if you can get onto the get onto your actual bike twelve weeks out, there's less stress you need to worry about. 
you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, hooray.